This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, July 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. More drought actions in California. Tallying smoke damage to grapes. Biden takes on railroads and ocean carriers. COVID seen speeding automation. Newsom extends drought emergency to nation's salad bowl. Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday issued a pair of executive orders in response to the state's deepening drought conditions. Newsom signed a proclamation adding nine counties, mostly along the central coast, to the emergency declaration, bringing the total to 50 of 58 counties. The remaining are in mostly suburban areas. The governor also called for 15% cutbacks in water use for residential as well as agriculture users across the state. Newsom, who's running in a recall election in September, stressed the reductions would be voluntary and California would not be a nanny state. We're not trying to be oppressive, he said. Now keep in mind, this comes as the State Water Resources Control Board has outlined measures to curtail senior water rights in two tributaries at the northern edge of California. The board is considering similar actions for water users in the Delta region. Remember, Newsom last week signed a budget bill, Junior, that includes $40 million in funding for SWEEP, the CDFA program on water use efficiency for farmers. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross has said this will offer some assistance to growers struggling under severely reduced allocations this year. Wildfire smoke led to $600 million in wine grape losses in 2020. A new industry report estimates that as many as 325,000 tons of wine grapes went unharvested last year due to actual or even perceived loss in quality due to smoke taint. This adds to a value of $600 million. The USDA Risk Management Agency has paid out about $200 million in crop insurance claims. According to Allied Grape Growers, the AGG, and the California Association of Wine Grape Growers, the report reveals widespread breakdowns in communication and transparency with contracts between growers and wineries. Many of these decisions were not based on any defined criteria or after a basic sensory analysis. No party to a contract should be forced to bear a disproportionate share of the risks when wildfires occur, said AGG President Jeff Bitter. There must be better cooperation and risk sharing between grower and winery. Report. Pandemic to hasten ag automation. The COVID-19 pandemic will accelerate a shift to automation all along the food chain from farms to supermarkets and restaurants. That according to a quarterly report from CoBank, the farm credit system bank that serves agribusinesses and rural power, water, and communication providers. Dan Kowalowski, vice president of CoBank's Knowledge Exchange Division, said automation will be, quote, the most significant and lasting impact from COVID. Business investments in automation and robotics increasing before the pandemic, but labor challenges over the past 18 months and likely for the next 6 to 12 months will only hasten the pace of automation, the report says. I take note, higher consumer food prices, quote, are near certainty for the next year, according to the report. 
farm worker advocates call for heat protection. As the West braces for yet another heat wave, farm worker advocates are pressuring the Biden administration and Congress to take action to protect agricultural employees from high heat. Rayana Lopez, executive director of the advocacy group PCUN, told reporters farm worker groups haven't heard one peep from OSHA or the federal government on the heat issue. After heat scorched the Pacific Northwest at the end of June, Oregon Governor Kate Brown ordered Oregon OSHA to implement emergency heat protections. California requires employers to provide cool water, shade, and 10-minute breaks every two hours when temperatures are over 95 degrees. Ag groups will press STB on rail issue. The grain industry is welcoming the White House effort to give shippers more leverage with railroads on their rates. President Joe Biden will issue an executive order directing the Surface Transportation Board to act on some long-standing proposals to increase competition on routes. One measure, called competitive switching, would allow shippers to request bids from a nearby competing railroad if one is available, says a source familiar with the order. Another regulation would make it easier for shippers to challenge rates on routes where there is no competition, the source says. Next week, ag groups will be piggybacking on the executive order by sending a letter to the board urging it to take action. We're viewing this as an opportunity to encourage them, the STB, to put out some pro-shipper reform, said Max Fisher, vice president of economics and government relations for the National Grain and Feed Association. Now, from the railroad's view, the American Association of Railroads says the competitive switching rule, quote, would roll back the foundational market-driven principle that keeps the industry viable, reduce network fluidity, and ultimately undermine railroads' ability to serve customers at a time when freight demands have dramatically increased. Take note. The Federal Maritime Commission will be separately ordered to crack down on fees charged by ocean carriers. By the way, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Iowa today visiting a farm site and tour a butcher shop in Council Bluffs. Earlier this week, USDA said Vilsack's trip would include, quote, a major announcement. Global food prices dip. Global food prices dropped by 2.5% in June marking the first decline in a year. That's according to the monthly FAO Food Price Index released yesterday. The drop mostly reflects softer prices for vegetable oils and cereal grains, which fell by 9.8% and 2.6% respectively. Dairy prices dropped a percent. Meat prices, though, rose 2.1%. Keep in mind, the index is still 33.9% higher than it was one year ago. Here's today's He Said It. It won't be an overnight transformation, but much larger investments in technology now will lead to a much more automated supply chain over the next few years. That Dan Kowalowski, Vice President of CoBank's Knowledge Exchange Division. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, July 9th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.